This podcast is brought to you by We Are Lonely, a podcast that's part of Medibank's 10-year commitment to reduce chronic loneliness in Australia. Welcome to the Seize the Yay podcast. Busy and happy are not the same thing. We too rarely question what makes the heart sing. We work, then we rest, but rarely we play and often don't realise there's more than one way. So this is a platform to hear and explore the stories of those who found lives they adore. The good, bad and ugly, the best and worst day will bear all the facets of seizing your yay. I'm Sarah Davidson, or Spoonful of Sarah, a lawyer turned fun entrepreneur who swapped the suits and heels to co-found Matcha Maiden and Matcha Milk Bar. Seize the Yay is a series of conversations on finding a life you love and exploring the self-doubt, challenge, joy, and fulfillment along the way. Hi, Bim. Hi, Bim. Welcome back. I love this place so much already. Can't wait to do all of our podcasts here. This is our very first episode in the new house, which we have actually tried to do. How many times have I brought my gear here? Um, Four. At least four. Yeah. And every time we just, we don't record first. We do all the activities. We paint. We like get tired and then it gets to 4 p.m. And I'm like, nah, I'm not feeling it. Yeah. You've come all the way to and do I'm this like, podcast I'm episode. like such an interventionist that I'm like, you need rest you need rest I'll come back another but also I love coming here every weekend I'm like so any renos anything to do help any painting any painting we ended up any building like you guys had literally nothing and you were like let's paint the linen cupboard (laughs) (laughs) yeah we did the inside the other day it was so unnecessary yeah but you know what now it looks pretty it does look so pretty (laughs) (laughs) next is gonna be like can you just paint this plaster wall that we're going to rip out anyway so he has something to do. <laughs> also, we're sitting in what will become Nick and my bedroom eventually. It's the master bedroom but it has no furniture. It's still got the old carpet. We've kind of done part of the bathroom and we've got sort of curtains and Ange helped paint this room but we've closed the door and you can still hear Nick soaring downstairs. So are you really getting the full Renault experience? I don't think that they'll probably not be able to hear it but I am. I feel like they can. I can hear it. I think it's because he knows we're podcasting. He's like, yeah, oh, you guys. It's his contribution. <laughs> mad invite. Mad invite. Yeah. You know, he said to me the other day, when did I have him on for Valentine's Day? He's like, you know, I can come on like separate to an occasion, <laughs> like just for fun. I'm like, okay. No, then you'll ask him and you're like, I'm too busy, Bob. <laughs> Bob. Bob. <laughs> One time. <laughs> you know what's going <laughs> Okay, one time I like my goal in life is to embarrass my best friends no matter where or it's your what. Love language. It's like my love language. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing to do, particularly Nick and Sarah, for no other reason than I think as online people perceive you in a particular way. Yeah. And like we have bloopers and we let out you know, some parts of our personality, but you just go to town on all the bits that you're like so that yeah. we don't let people so see. The, the other day we were, <laughs> I came here <laughs> and all the builders, like not, like you, didn't have, you didn't really have builders, but the, the flooring guy was here. Some guys were here to help like demolish some things. So a bunch of like labourers, tradies. And, and who aren't close, like super close. Yeah, and Nick had only, like I only just met them that morning and Nick was being all like, with the boys, like, oh, yeah, like look at my sander. Look at my anyway, sander. <laughs> and then Sarah came <laughs> and then and then I was like, oh, this is my like my opportunity to embarrass both of them. <laughs> so Nick's like, oh, Sarah, come look at the side that I've trimmed away. I was like, and then he opened it up and I was like, oh, 
Bob, it's beautiful. <laughs> oh my God, Bobby. Oh, Bobby, you did such a good job. And Nick's face was like, shut up, shut up. And I screamed it throughout the whole house. Nick, I, I was in hysterics. Nick, I've never seen Nick properly embarrassed. Oh, he, was like, he went inside his own skin. Yeah, he, he was literally like, like oh. he shut that door closed so fast. And I was like, Bobby. You <laughs> just the- blew out the audio so badly. All the, like all the people, in, all the guys inside were just smirking. Oh it was God. so funny. It's also like I feel like you don't ever use your pet name for your partner in public. Like you only use it to them directly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would never like I call him Bob, you know, in front, yeah. maybe in front of you and like mum, but in front of like tradies that we've just met, I wouldn't be like Bobby. Yeah, that's why I was so funny. I was like, I got and it was Nick was just like he was like shut. Like I've never seen him so like just big like, brother. Mm. Like stop it, cut it. Normally he just give it back to me. Cut or, it out, but Ange. he knew he couldn't. Cut nothing, it out, nothing, <laughs> Bobby. Oh, Bobby. <laughs> I just kept cutting. And it was literally him showing you he cut down a tree. I know, like a little shrub. I know, but otherwise, since we, I mean, you guys know we've taken a little bit of time off over the past week or so. Actually, maybe even a couple. Of, I don't even know. I have no concept of time generally, but especially the past few weeks. So. Since we first like mentioned the renovation, I, I think we've pretty like we have powered through since the last time we spoke about this. You I'm We're like quite nearly shocked. done. <laughs> yeah, I feel like I just have this conception or maybe misconception that Renault's take forever. But you I guys think they do. You <laughs> guys and this is not like it's not it's not like a mansion, but it's a big house with a lot of, I guess, rooms and spaces. And so each space has this, and even mm. just painting it, mm. we had done one room. It took us like four hours, yeah. and I was like, "Oh my god!" There's like oh a, god. another like eleven spaces to go. <laughs> but it was like, and then but then I come back the next week, and then all the walls are done, and then the floors are in, and then the curtains are up, and then the <gasps> kitchen's almost happening. done. So I was like, "This has been like the bathrooms are completely changed, yeah, pretty much done. It's all come together so." Quickly, but I think because Nick's embraced it yeah. as such a, like, I know he hates it when I say this, but it's been such a play TA for him. Like mm. for someone who's really sedentary because he's tech, he's always on his devices, he will sit in front of three screens for like 12 hours in a row to have a project where he could like be tactile all day, every day, like obviously it's been a bit of a juggle trying to be here and do his normal job, but he's been so much happier. Yeah, and he's so skilled. It's his play TA. But he's so good at it. He, I he forget. is so good and he's self-taught. Like, it's, Well, I mean, his dad was a builder, but as in he didn't train to learn how to build. He's yeah. just kind of figured it all out. And we've only – it's only been plumbing and electrical, which are kind of the things that you want qualified people for. Yeah. <laughs> Everything else he's done. Yeah. And, like, you and I know Nick has – Nick can do many things, but he's actually – like he's kind of been the reason why this has moved so fast. Totally. Like the kitchen going in, like even the banisters. The ba- and what do you the, keep? What do you keep? The balustrades. Oh, Alcatraz. Alcatraz. Is it Alcatraz? I painted I'm the like, Alcatraz. It's a prison. Yeah. Nearly Alcatraz. Nick did the balatricular strange. <laughs> <laughs> but also, what's been the, just the loveliest has been having. So many friends just pop over and like contribute to little bits and, you know, we've had like late nights just eating Uber Eats on the floor and all of us with paint. How you and I walk home every time with like a litre of paint in oh our my hair. God. Do we rub our heads on the walls? No. I don't understand. And then I glad wrap my head the other night. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's how you think you're like – 
not again, as you're literally standing inside of a cupboard and your hair's not even like in a proper bun and you're like, oh, this paint. I was like, it's not the paint's fault. It's your face in the wall. So I literally looked like a condom the other day. I wrapped my head in glad wrap and it worked really well. We'll I've got the footage. It worked really well. But also shout out to Higgs who flew down from America. (gasps) I know. He was amazing. Um, Our best man, he was our best man at our wedding, lives in the States and the boys have been missing each other so much. They really don't get enough time together. And the quote for painting was like 18 grand. It was outrageous. And we looked up Higgs' flights, you know, because he really wanted to come and help and he was like, I wish I could be there. And we were like, wow. If we pay for your flights, which are like 10% of the cost of what we're being quoted, like, would you fly home? And yeah. And he came at the time where we had the Maya ball and like all the boys in that group were going and it was just so nice. And he's a really good, he was such a good painter. He was telling me, he's like, yeah, and so the reason people don't realize why I'm like, like know how to paint or I'm good at painting. I was like, why? Because he's a photographer. Because when I was. when he paint the side. Yeah. He's like, when I first started and I was like an assistant on the shoots I'd have to paint all the backdrops and you have to be meticulous because you can't the camera shows everything like the streaks yeah yeah. he's like and so I just that's how I like figured I had to paint and he's he's like done he was so far the majority of the house like by the end I hear I just like did the trimmings and the primer and stuff but he's and the boys slept here on camper beds and it was so cute just really cute they had such a cute week together but then we had the ball and then we had a really lovely weekend but then the Monday the Monday, guys, we, I think most of you know by now, we had a bit of a nay TA that has kind of been coming, you know, for sort of 12 months. I think most of you know little Paul, our beautiful golden retriever, my firstborn son, my firstborn son, uh, had a diagnosis of lung cancer last year. And, you know, he was 11 at the time, so he wasn't a young, you know, he wasn't a puppy, but we were quite shocked. and dev- I didn't even know dogs could get lung cancer. And uh, we had a doggy acupuncturist and, like, mm. a naturopath. Yeah, changed his diet, had lots of supplements and, like, took him off anything inflammatory like kibble and stuff, which is, like, triple cooked and mm. for a dog that has any kind of inflammation, it kind of isn't as good for their body. So put him on raw food. Some of you have probably seen his green goddess bowls that were like healthier than all of our food and cost more than all his of our bento food. His bento boxes. His bento boxes. And that stopped the tumours growing for a year. So he had another beautiful year of no pain and like being, you know, a 12-year-old dog, so a little bit less active but still happy, bathing his toys every day. And it was his 12th birthday a couple of weeks ago and he was doing really, really well. And then I think we always knew it would happen quite quickly, like that when the tumours eventually became too much for his body, it would happen really fast. Mm. So we had a weekend of like he wasn't super hungry and he wasn't super jumpy, but he was also not, you know, dramatically different or anything. So it all came on really suddenly. We had a beautiful weekend together. Higgsy came over. You know, yeah, Higgsy yeah. loves um, loves Paul because he's been around. You know, he was there when we got him as a puppy. And then Monday morning he just woke up and the tumours had spread everywhere and mm. little boy couldn't breathe and it all happened really fast. So by Monday night we kind of had to make the decision to say goodbye. Did he? Was he just like, did he just wake up and then? Like literally, like, was it like lethargy? Was that this? No, it was like he, he went to sleep on um, Sunday night, like basically normal. So by Monday morning, I actually woke up because I heard his breathing. Like he's the, I think his lungs had filled with 
like with or with liquid and it had happened fast you know if it was if it was going to happen it was always going to happen like that but straight away he really couldn't breathe in all the way like you oh. could hear hear the liquid kind of rattling yeah. and he was you could see he was so uncomfortable trying to get enough air in and i sort of thought you know this could be an infection or something acute or it could be something more you know nefarious but i also because it had come on so suddenly i was like but we've you know, we'll figure it out. And then like two hours later, they sort of like you you are at that point in his life where you have to decide what's right for him rather than you guys. Like we, of course, want to keep him for as long as we can, but he was like visibly uncomfortable and, oh, my gosh, it was the worst day. I reckon the worst day in my memory. Like yeah. it was just awful and the whole family was there and like he had, I'm so glad he didn't suffer for very long. We were all there with him, like right till the last moment. But you guys know, like if anyone, I sort of was a little bit worried that people who didn't have animals would not understand the gravity of our reaction. But it's been the opposite. Like people are more compassionate about animals than they are about people, I I feel. Yeah. But I also (laughs) feel like Paul had his own like identity. I feel like people like followed you some followed you for more Paul content Paul. like 100%. people I think if you've had a dog ever once in your life yeah even if you don't have one now you can kind of Understand. get it we've only ever had to put down one dog because our last one passed away literally it was the most beautiful passing yeah. she kind of just like f- was like 13 years old fell asleep yeah fell asleep yeah. and it was kind of we didn't have to go through like it was sad but we didn't have to Make a decision. Kind of yeah, thing. whereas that I feel like is just the hardest thing. I was so sad for you, Bim. Yeah, I you was... started crying straight away and then. But because they can't talk to you. I think that's part of it as well. They can't yeah. say they thank can't you, communicate. Love you. They just look oh, sad. Oh, God. It was It was like I, I really, I've never lost a pet as an adult and I thought that maybe being, you know, more aware of your emotions that you could rationalize it better but I actually think it, it's worse mm. like because you're so aware of like you attach such deep emotions to this like your firstborn child and it was like the the beautiful thing has been that I always like always thought I was really biased that he was a really special dog but I'm not even joking like we've had a miscarriage we've been engaged we've been married we've had lots of big life milestones all of them combined did not compare even 1% to the response for Paul. Like thousands of people from overseas who never met us or met him were just like, this little animal brought me joy or got me through lockdown with his costumes or every day I looked forward to his little stories and you realise animals bring so much joy and they, they actually actively change people's mood and like he had such a beautiful little legacy in the best life well we always said he was yours and nick's and even my like therapy dog he was like everyone's anxiety dog but he also was like i think the other thing is like a lot of people reacted more than they did in your your previous you know bad news but you guys also i've never seen oh yeah you or nick respond Cry in like such that. like a visceral way to anything i've never seen myself in Nick. the time that i've known you and so i was like and i was like i fully get it that is poor. the last time we spoke about the prospect of poor like dying or you know having to be put down was last year when you thought that was yeah, yeah. kind of going to be it and the nice thing that you did say that you're like we're so happy that 
you guys, you had given him the best life because yeah. it's true. You did. Like he was so loved. He went yeah. to, he went to his spa <gasps> every week. His doggy day spa and his spa he was ladies. So loved. Oh no, I didn't. The vet people cried. <sighs> every because the vets have been his vets for twelve years, so yeah. they were just beautiful. And like, you know what's surprising? So many people who we told like in person burst into tears. Yeah, like burst into tears over this beautiful little dog, and it just. It was it was like a heartbreaking but also really heartwarming mm. week of like, oh, my God, our little boy. Like he really, people really loved watching him. Yeah. And, yeah, it was really nice but also really interesting to, I'm not, I'm very rarely out of control of my emotions. Like mm. I'm pretty stoic and I cry but I cry, like you know I do this. I'll have something insane happen to me and I'll be like, together yeah. and then I'll get home and then I'll process it for a few hours and then I'll ball. But yeah. I very rarely lose it like in front of people. I don't know why. I just kind of go numb for the first little bit and then it kind of happens, you know. But it was in in the vet, like ball, like on the ground, <laughs> bawling my eyes at Nick bawling his eyes. Yeah. We, we were just like, what is happening to us? Didn't want to eat, didn't want to sleep. Like it was grief is consuming. Yeah. How are you now? It's been two weeks. Yeah. And like I, you know, I haven't taken time. I had a miscarriage. I didn't take more than two days off work. Mm. I went straight back to work after the surgery. And even that I could kind of process better than this. I took like a week off work. Yeah. You don't, like, I, I just couldn't function. You both, you and Nick both. And interestingly, I thought that people would be judgmental of the like lack of professionalism that that showed. But in fact, for an animal, <laughs> everyone understands. So they were like, babe, don't submit. Don't you come back for two weeks, three weeks, as long as you need. I was yeah, like, oh, wow, everyone's even like overly compassionate. Oh, I'm like, so I'm nice. actually, you know, time heals those things more than anything. Yeah. And it, I think we we cried all day the first few days and then you cry in bat, like bursts, and then it becomes easier slowly to celebrate the really lovely things rather than to just lament the loss. And also because we had so much support, it took me a few days to be able to read everyone's messages. And then a couple of friends were really lovely and were like, you know, you don't have to respond to all of them or read them all. Like they're given with love and then no one expects you to read them. But not read them, but, you know, reply to all of them. But I was like, actually, a lot of the time people sent really meaningful poems or quotes that helped give you perspective with your grief. So one of them was like, don't lament that your dog wasn't there for your whole life because you were there for their whole life. And like those things actually help you go, yeah, he never lived a day without love. Yeah. And even if we were overseas, he was with my mum or my aunties or my brother. Like he had his pack. He had, you could honestly, you could not have had a more spoiled golden retriever. Like he had the best life ever. And that kind of support really helps you. I don't know. It was just so nice to see, you know, how I'm fascinated by community mm. and people connecting through common experience, even though they've never met, they live in different countries, their cultures don't like necessarily align, but they can understand the love for an animal. It was just one of those beautiful humanity moments where you're like, oh, just life, yeah, beauty, pain. Like it all was just a lot, but it's been I think good timing that we're moving house because it's been hard to be in the house. His mm. toys are still exactly where he left them because they're so purposefully placed and yeah. we all just, we just like don't look at them. <laughs> it's so, I was going to say, I feel like it's perfect that you had this outlet as a, mm. as a place that you could still be 
24-7 that still felt like home. Yeah. Because the worst thing you'd want is for home to be home, but you don't want to be home, so where else can you be? So it's, yeah. you know, you're at a cafe, whereas this, you guys love being here. Mm. But I feel like this is also another testament to why we love social media yeah for all of its sometimes negativity I feel like you have a very positive space and community and I almost feel like that helped kind of fast track your grieving process totally by being Mm. by saying within us we are very sad but then there's this outpour of like a a sense of happiness by all the support and then all of a sudden you're like oh perspective 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 at all Mm. it it makes it easier for you I felt like that because I would have thought that you would have been like worse for longer. Yeah, like mm. I do. I think maybe I thought you would have been not as sad as you were. Like very sad, obviously, but that was like another level of sadness that yeah. I've seen from you guys. But for longer, <laughs> as opposed to like real, like a lot and a really intense of it, yeah, amount of yeah. it for a shorter period of time. Not yeah. to say that now you're not mourning anymore, but I saw you probably. And six days after, yeah. and both of you were happy to talk about it. Yeah, yeah. See other dogs that we bought, Rumi. Oh my so god! So it was, you know, and like for some people, it's like, no, that's a really, it's just yeah. like too early, or you know, it's very reminiscent of Paul. But what have you done with the toys? They're just left exactly them. where you because oh. he puts them in places, yeah. so we had to leave them. I don't know because they're just in such just purposeful places. Yeah, and I and so one of them, his main one, Boris, his OG. Went with him. Oh no, that made me cry. That made me go again because Boris is like Boris is like got got dreadlocks because of how long he hasn't been. Boris is the longest standing. Oh my god! And it's Boris version five because when Paul was littler, (laughs) he used to actually eat his toy. He used to be naughty, but this version five has been. God, I don't know, like ten years or something, Boris. For the long, for the time that I've known you, which is had seven, he's yeah. had the same Boris. Yeah. So, but it was interesting. It took us, I reckon, until that day at the footy. Like I hadn't even left the house. I had that one job the next day where I just compartmentalized, and then I don't think I even saw people at all until, yeah, we went to the footy. Yeah. And that was the first dog we'd seen as well. And we, you know, we watch a lot of animal memes. Like we yeah. couldn't, we just didn't watch anything that was a dog. We were like, no. Yeah, no. I know. But it's interesting because like we are, especially here, I was like, how do I talk about this? Because we are such a positivity focused kind of community, but navigating grief with everyone was also really lovely. I yeah. Don't know. It was like a really interesting few weeks. Yeah, but I also think it's real. Like I think there's a, I feel like if you stay Overly positive in times where yeah, too much. It's like this to- that toxic positivity. Yeah, you know, yeah. not trend but theme. Mm. Where if you came on and said, "I am the happiest because Paul is a celebration of life," and that's all, I'd be like, "No, that's wrong because you heaved yeah. for days." <laughs> you know, you're, and, <laughs> you're gonna have a breakdown at yeah, some point yeah, soon. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, but some people have asked me. Oh, would you get questions? No, about Paul. Would you get another dog? Okay, so this is really difficult because we I'm just about to move into a new house and like have it's it's got a different yard configuration and we're not used to the environment yet. I don't know. It's a really difficult thing because Nick is very hesitant because he doesn't want to feel disloyal. Like mm. he doesn't want to feel because he he's had Goldies before, but then he had I've border never had collies. a Goldie before, but he had Border Collies in between 
And so it's kind of been a really, and he was really little when he had the Goldies. So I think now he's like, I don't want to replace Paul. Mm. And it's really hard to get your head around like. Another breed or something or just another dog. No, I don't think we'd get another breed, but I think he would want to leave enough time to honour our experience with Paul, even though in my mind it's been easier for me to think a new puppy would not, you're not replacing your old dog. Like you're, it's a totally different experience. But also, uh, yeah, he definitely needs to have enough time to kind of be ready for that. And I don't know, it's weird because my inclination is where I've become a dog person. Like Mm. I'm a dog mum. So it's any period where I don't have a dog is so weird. Like I don't want to walk around the park by myself. Like, where's my dog? <laughs> like, so yeah, like my whole day Boring. is around my dog. So it's so weird. I kind of am like, yeah, we want to be dog people again. But then I understand that he's not quite ready. So, and also, you know, we're going away. We've got this career trip coming up, which is so exciting, yeah. which we can talk about in a second. But, you know, maybe we do take a little break from from having a dog until we've settled into the house a bit more and we like we're used to the space. And also I forgot Paul was such a well-behaved dog, but he was naughty between like zero and two. Rumi he can ate be a little everything. Bit naughty. Yeah, you've got to train him and you've got to really commit to being there. We underestimated how long the puppy then adolescent. Yeah, it lasts, People right? tell you about puppy but don't tell you about adolescent phase. Yeah, eight. I think it's eight months to 18 months. Yeah, that's him right now. <laughs> Not it's a, a lot. It's, it's a lot, right? And then they settle, but it's like yeah. it's not like two months. It's like a year. He's quite like, you know, I have to say he's quite good for his age, yeah, but he's, he's a good, still he's a, good a little boy. bit nippy, a bit, bit, nippy. bit excited. Bit but he he also lives in like a share house. It's a very different experience. Yeah. But to summarise, your short answer is yes, but just not right now. Yeah, yes, but not just yet. And I think we'll just be guided by when Nick feels ready and just see see how he feels. Do you yeah. think you would get like from zero years old? I think so because we just, we we love golden retrievers mm. and we had Paul from a baby. Like we picked him. I met him when he was like two weeks old. Oh, baby Paul. Oh, baby Paul. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. But I mean, yeah, I mean, if anyone has a goldie out for adoption, Sure. Well, I've got one called Romesh. Look at some DMs. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, it's been a really, it's been a, a really weird but a really nice time. The neighborhood is just a beautiful place. You guys have all been lovely, and people sending messages from their dogs. Oh is my also god! Really stop, cute. That's so cute. Pictures and videos, and also pictures of people sending us pictures of them crying over Paul. So lovely. It's I'm really like, you lovely. guys are all touched. Like people are de- de- like, so the real dads, <laughs> literally, you know, the real dads who are yeah. our good friends who we love, Jared, and they're just amazing. So we ran into Jared at the, at our local cafe the other day. Anyway, and he messaged me later and he's like, a friend of his who's not a friend of ours, we don't know, but knows that he knows us, literally walked in the door crying at his house and goes, did you hear about Paul? Oh, like, stop. Oh, like my people God. people know him. So that's been, yeah, that's really lovely. That's, that's kind of really brought a lot cute. of comfort. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I'm glad. Yeah. I knew we had to touch on that, but I'm glad yeah. you're better. Not yeah. like 100%, but better than. Much better. And thank you all for being so patient and compassionate about like I was like, oh, I'm just going to take a week off recording and everyone was like, as if you take only a week, like everyone was just really lovely. Yeah, I was like, do you take us? It feels like a long time ago now, but it's yeah. been only two weeks. So 
Yeah. I'm even surprised that you're you're both as like, just back doing what you were doing before as quickly as you are. So yeah, and then there comes a point where like distraction is nice. I think yeah. if we did it, too, if we distracted ourselves too heavily in the first week, we wouldn't have processed it. Yeah, but n- the second week was kind of like, okay, we can do little tasks and. But I almost feel like that's Nick's. That's always been Nick's. Oh yeah, he's still process is always yeah. Because I remember Kim being like, Nick's already on emails. I was like, yeah, because his mechanism would be distract, work, distract. work, work, work. Oh, he built the entire kitchen like in we'll three just, days. Just head down work, and yeah. that's his like his escape. Kind yeah, of thing. yeah. But I was like, but maybe it's still like a good idea just to be like appreciate just to be gentle. Like he's doing it because that's his actually his, his way of his way processing. of going through. This. And he's definitely been. And it's also interesting watching people cope with emotions differently. I didn't want to talk about it until then. Suddenly, when I was ready, I wanted to just talk about the lovely parts. He's still like, thank you, that's lovely. Anyway, let's not talk about dogs anymore. Mm. Like he's still quite really grateful for people acknowledging it and then like don't want to talk about it too much yeah which is um yeah really it's like just different different ways of coping young australians have never been more lonely yet loneliness is rarely discussed and often misunderstood season two of the we are lonely podcast is a part of medibank's 10-year commitment to reduce chronic loneliness in australia follow the journey of four diverse 20-somethings on their search for connection. It's shocking enough and I found it so surprising to know that half of us will feel lonely this week, but it may surprise you more to learn that young adults are some of the loneliest people in Australia. If we learn to understand and manage feelings of loneliness, it can be a normal part of the human spectrum of emotions. Just as we all get hungry or thirsty, we all get lonely. It's a normal part of being human. But if it becomes chronic, it can have the same impact on us as smoking 15 cigarettes a day. Over this six-part reality podcast series, four young people meet with mentors and experts who will help them build strategies to reconnect. Through their stories, we understand the reality of loneliness in Australia, experienced by a generation that theoretically has never been more connected. Follow four vastly different young adults as We Are Lonely unpacks the complexity of emotions that comes with this formative period in our lives. We Are Lonely is available wherever you listen to your podcasts. Search for We Are Lonely and listen today. I hate to change a topic, but now I've got the back <laughs> of my mind this career trip. Yes, we're so excited. So we, our next um, trip with the amazing Jetstar family is to South Korea. I'm so jealous because... You love Korea. Our family obsessed. Korea and Japan obsessed. The last trip we went to before lockdown was <gasps> I was went. Yeah, I was Korea in and China Japan. and then met my siblings in Korea and Japan. And we're like Nick's been again since and he's going again in October. Like we're all as a family And his little as brother a, is called Nick, by the way. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> and then as a sibling group we love It's so both. cute that you guys do sibling holidays. Well, that was the first one we had done because Nick had only just turned maybe 18 at that time. Or maybe, yeah, eight, 17, yeah, 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, yeah, we're just kind of – Jen and Nick and Catherine and even Justine kind of really get into K-dramas. I'll get into it once they tell me if it's really good or not. And then – You made me get into K-reality. Oh, my God. Singles in Inferno. Remember we cried? Oh. <laughs> we no, Love is Blind <laughs> Japan. No, no, no. Singles Inferno, we watched the entire oh, – In one Two day. seasons. Two seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And then I got into Squid Game and then I got obsessed with BTS. Yeah. And it was like a whole you thing. Are, I was, just like, I was oh surprised you were so obsessed with BTS. It was weird because I've always been like, nah, like I didn't grow up in the culture. You really like understand normally, K-pop. And now I'm like, I know all the words. Yeah. I know all the choreography. All of it the, was locked down. Like all of the singers. Like Yeah, and like their personalities, their history, their families. Yeah, you, like, I was like. It's weird. I was actually quite shocked because normally you're. But I'm a closet fan. Like, I don't really <laughs> yeah, tell people. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Only you know. Yeah. Ruby knows that's it. You're in the closet with BTS fandom. Do you know, it was lockdown. I just like, they, because they're so positive, like, they're yeah. very happy and wholesome. They're really wholesome. So, their reality TV shows that they have, like, they're so famous, but the reality TV shows are them just being normal, like yeah. really down to earth. And because in lockdown we had nothing to do and like I'd run out of shows, I just started watching this reality TV show and being like, what is this all about? Like why do they have more followers than Bieber? Why are they – how did Korea, which is a small country, big economy, but like in the scale of the world, I'm like why did they accelerate to beyond any other YouTube subscriber, any other Spotify download? Like how did this – kind of happen when in the 80s it was like a third world country yeah and then it was just so wholesome and lovely and such a nice escape that then I got like okay well I've got to watch all of them <laughs> and learn all so no other k-pop group though only bts yeah yeah and then when we did the marathon which came the half marathon sorry when things had just opened up and then I did that crazy thing where I flew to New York and, um, yeah. and then oh, I came and home came and, and then yourself. I ran by myself because yeah, yeah. I was in a 72-hour quarantine. Anyway, whatever. You guys might remember. It was just, oh, my God, yeah. total clusterfuck. But amazing. My whole soundtrack to keep me going was BTS. <laughs> yeah. I've got it. You'll see, you'll see it on my phone. It's, it's literally like only- – It's not even called BTS. It's just called 2021. It's like – And it's just every song of theirs. It's genuinely the only thing that you've – that's really Korean of me. No, really Korean of re, really Korean of you, but also super pop culture that yeah. you like really obsessed, obsessed with. with. It's so funny, but yeah. I don't acknowledge it except every now and then <laughs> someone in our like group or industry will post something about K-pop and I'll just get the reference and be like, <laughs> and like comment <laughs> yeah. as if like I'm in the know, and then I'll be like, I've exposed myself. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, so, so we're going to Korea. To CBGS. <laughs> to CBGS. If they were there, I would actually be deceased. I know, but they're doing their military I'd actually, I know, which is lovely, which is why I hadn't been back for so long because it was a bit murky yes. if I'd be eligible for military service if I went back. Anyway, went back in 2019 with Nike for an incredible work trip. God, we've been just so fortunate with such amazing opportunities. But I didn't do sort of anything, go, you know, visiting the orphanage where we were from or connect with like my foster family or anything because it was such a quick whirlwind trip with Nike for this particular launch and because Nick wasn't with me. So I thought I'll wait and I'll bring him back because he's never been to Korea and, you know, we've been married now for a while. I kind of want him to have seen and experienced it all. So the last time we were at, um, we were adopted from what's called now called Eastern Social Welfare Services. It's a, an orphanage in Seoul that also has a hospital and I think it was 2002 was the last time Mom, Dad, Alex and I went back during the World Cup and we met our foster parents who had looked after us from like zero to five months and who were adopted and we've got all these beautiful photos. Anyway, and so we're going back to Seoul. They're doing a, a huge, I think there's a competition right now actually, this might come out on time, to win a trip for 
you and five of your mates, just also you should enter. Oh, oh my <laughs> Go God. Go on their page right now. It's on Just House page. It got announced yesterday. And there's some amazing sale fairs and we're going to document obviously the entire trip and put together a sole itinerary for anyone who wants to go because there's just so much to do. But we also emailed Easton and said we were going to be there and so we're going to go visit. So it's going to be lovely. I'm we like a nice out. full circle. I'm trying to figure Yeah, have out. a look at the post now. I think this episode will come out tomorrow. So I think just double check actually how long the competition goes oh, for. Oh, my God. What? Yeah, win a trip for six people. This is for our family. <gasps> win a trip. Oh, my God. Body oh my and God, oh my soul, God. Bim. you got a soul most creative search. Entry. Oh, my God. Most creative. We're obviously going to do BTS dance. Well, you are. Most because your Nick wins. knows all the choreo- choreography. Oh, my God. Get on one knee. Is it like you lid. propose? You have to oh, propose to your family? And question, and question to your soulmate. Oh, my God. Your soulmate. <gasps> your soulmate. Anyway. But, oh, my God. So, guys, go and enter. When does it close? 11th of September. Oh, you they've got time. Yeah, they've got, oh, you guys time, got time. But go you don't enter. have that much time. <gasps> go enter. Oh, oh my God. God we oh could be God. in Seoul at the same time. Oh, my God. I'm free, too. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm free, too. <laughs> <laughs> so, that's what we're doing. We'll put together a little itinerary and there will be a podcast diary. I reckon we should, Nick and I should record a little audio diary at the end of each day to say what we did and, like, how we felt. Yeah, you should and do then do little, that as an episode. Little, you know, in the block when they do like vlogs, vlogs, <laughs> mini vlog. Oh, we just woke up. <laughs> oh my okay. god, what? And yeah, you should definitely vlog. It. <laughs> so that's that's what's coming up in the next little while. What else do we have on? Bim, I'm We're so just kind ex- of finding ourselves again. Miss Kim was your Mrs. Kim. Mrs. How do Kim? you know that? You told me. <gasps> also, there's only like five surnames in Korea, so yeah, you could have said Mrs. Anything. Yeah. That would have been like it. Mrs. Un. <laughs> no, it's like Kim, Park, Lee, oh, Park, of Choi, and Sun. Sun? Sun? Yeah, and Sun's Sun. Sun's very popular. Yeah, I think there's maybe seven. It's so weird that there's so few surnames. Okay, um, but Mrs. Kim was the lady who looked after you. Yeah, and I was her first baby and she fostered, I think, like 45 children. So are you meeting her? So I hope so. Oh, They'll see if she's available and then hopefully we'll get to catch up with her. That's really exciting. I'm really, I'm really, I'm really excited. Is it close to Seoul? Lovely. It's in Seoul. Oh, it's in Seoul. So I was born in Daegu, which is the third biggest city in Korea, and it's I think maybe a three hour three hour drive. I can't actually remember. I should look that up. Oh, out, um, out, out of Seoul, Seoul. Yeah, but gotcha. the eastern is in Seoul, so see, we'll we'll be able to go easily like oh, during so our so trip. I'm Korean and Japanese cuisine are my favorite. Oh, I'm, so I'm so excited. Oh my god. I love bulgogi. Kimbap. Kim- oh <laughs> I'm just going to kimchi, kimchi. Korean barbecue. There's a lot of barbecue. Over there. I know, There's I a love lot of Korean barbecue. I'm a lot so of excited. chicken and beer. So excited. Oh, fried chicken. Korean fried chicken. Yeah. So good. Anyways, I'm getting carried away. Yeah, yeah so I think exciting. that's the update. What's the update for you? You're back at footy? No, footy's finished. That was last well, game. Well, you were back at footy and we went to come and well, see I'm- your last game. Yes, you did. Because we haven't um, done Yule for like a month. Yeah, it's true. We played our last like... game, which by the end of the season I was like, thank the Lord because that is a lot of time. You were bog. By the way, Ange was second best on ground and I best wasn't. on ground. Like every game. No, I actually wasn't. You well. actually were bog. <laughs> no, I wasn't. <laughs> and by bog I mean you did a big poo. You know, I love that Sarah <laughs> learns one like sport jargon. Spog. You were bog. How many times you were you bog? bog? Anyway, bog, see bog. <laughs> Bye, um, boggy. Bye, boggy. <laughs> We and then I was like, oh, thank God! Not because I didn't like it, because but because it's very time consuming. It's, yeah, and this is like just local footy. And then it finished, and I was like, oh, I miss footy a little bit. But um, that was the last game. 
Nothing else is really major. I'm dog sitting at the minute. Cute. Bought a collie. You've been painting a lot. We've been putting We've done work. Connor's run on Sunday. Oh, yeah, Connor's run. Oh, I'm stressed, though. Oh, my God, guys. Connor's run is this Sunday or you can run your way any day all through September. Yes. Which they started during lockdown where if you're not in Melbourne on the day, you can. Do it anywhere. Yeah, do it anywhere. Virtually. But there's also like an iconic Connor's run uh, track if you wanted to do it on the day with everyone, which yeah. is lovely. It raises um, money for the Robert Connor Dawes Foundation. Liz Dawes has been on the show. You should actually go back and listen to her episode. Um, and it raises funds for the number one disease killer of children, which is pediatric brain cancer. Mm-hmm. She's amazing, Liz. Yeah, the whole family is amazing. They're so amazing. So, oh my god, you're running. Are you doing? Is it fifteen point four or something? Bim is eighteen point eight. What? I'm gonna die. I'm actually. Gonna die. <gasps> Do you have trained negative? Negative numbers? zero. <laughs> I trained negative one hundred for this. Oh my god. But you know and, what? I'll give you my BTS playlist. Yeah, thank you. So kind of you. And we obviously haven't done. We've got a group from work doing it. A bunch of Jeez. OTs, physios, social works. And all of us booked like months ago, and we've and now all like, been like, Fuck. "Oh my god, it's this Sunday!" Not one of uh, one like Cassie's probably the only person one that's ready because she's been training for a half Iron Man, so I was oh, like, yeah, "You're so very ready." Yeah, but mm- I I think you've run enough. You could smash out an the, uh, My only concern is my last footy game. Your calf. Yeah, you remember? Mm, yep. Yeah. So I and you also got massively punched in the vagina. I did. I actually and you did. Were like on the ground. My synthesis. Wow. My bu- pubic synthesis. synthesis. It sounds like you're saying synthesis yeah. with a lift. My pubic my symphonic synthesis. orchestra. <laughs> but it, <laughs> the PSO. And um, what did Nick say? Nick said the foulest joke. Oh my god, it was so bad. <laughs> what did he so say? So he goes. <laughs> he said something like, "Um, I said something about lips or something." Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then he's like, "Oh, like how." It's like he's like which lips or something, and I was like, ew. No, 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 no. It was way funnier than that. He said, no, and oh. then he said, I was like, oh yeah, my vagine is like bruised from last week. And he goes, oh, did you something about the lips? And then he said, I was like, ha ha. And then he goes, did you wear the mouth guard? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, he's so great! It's so bad. I was like, so that's quite gross. good. Um, one I did the mouth guard register it or something. Oh yeah, okay. Gross. I don't know. I, th- I don't know gross. if you said it. So anyway, so I thought it was I, funnier than that. I thought I got a corky during the game. Yeah. So and I don't often, but your bruises are really bad lately. <laughs> bruises are really bad. I bruise like a peach. It's actually really bad. No, um, it's like you think that you don't bruise like a peach. You just get thrown around a lot. Like you throw your body around like a crazy person. Yeah, it's true. Well, I didn't think so, but. The con- I've got footage. I know the consistent feedback. feedback that I've gotten is that I go hard at the ball. <laughs> anyway, so I got this. Co- I thought it was a corky in the game because I, I just remember at halftime being like, "Oh, my cast really sore," but I don't remember like a strain in the game. Yeah, okay. So I presumed it was a corky, and and then the next day I tried to run, and I was like, oh, "Well, can't run." And then the next Thursday, I went to do another run. And I was like, oh, like three steps in. I was like, oh, no. I had to go change my shoes to like my more supportive shoes. And then I was like, oh, That's no. the oldest person thing I've ever heard you say, my more supportive my shoes. My hush puppies. <laughs> my, my pharmacy shoes. My clocks. <laughs> clocks. <laughs> <laughs> and then oh, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'm going to make this run now. And now you'll, you'll be fine. So I'm trying to do mass like mass recovery, mass yeah, okay. protection of the car. Also of adrenaline on the day, like you'll be fine. Well, you can also, walk. You can also walk. Yeah, yeah. So it's, it's more so if it is a calf strain, oh, yeah, then okay. I'll likely do 
a good a amount lot. of damage on it if in you, an 18.8k, <laughs> which, you know, I would do it anyway. And you can also do it your way any day if you don't finish the full 18.8 on the day. I know, but there's a group of us, so... You're going to let down the time. Yeah, I'm going to let down the time. <laughs> um, but I thought I could also catch a train. Oh, my God. Because it's Hampton to St. Kilda. Good. <laughs> Bim. <laughs> no. Obviously, I'm not going to run to the finish line if I catch a train. If I get really injured. <laughs> yeah, you'll get your medal and be like, yes, thank you, everyone. It was yeah, a hard yeah. run. <laughs> I'm just really fast. Um, so, yeah, that's um, happening this weekend. Um, I can't believe it's September. My cousin's getting married in Vietnam, so that's very exciting. <gasps> Vietjet. Vietjet. Vietjet luxury, <laughs> actually. Um, um, so, yeah, I think there's a little main update. Guys, it's really. spring as well. We're oh springing into spring. Spring has sprung. It's very exciting. We also have some fabulous guests coming out. We're really oh, excited. Oh, yes, really excited. Because I am back working. <laughs> um. <laughs> um, so hopefully we'll have another guest episode for you next week and then we'll be back with Yule and then we also need to get get back into this yay or that yay. I think you should save these ones that you have because we've kind of already chatted for like 45 minutes and oh, I feel really? like our sandwiches are here. Well, oh, our sandwiches. Wait. Um, <laughs> it's so wait, fucking I I rant. <laughs> wait. I, I think... feel like I had more news as well. I can't remember what else. What else um, is happening in September? Oh, I'm um, doing the shut up for MND challenge for Motor Neuron. Is that where you stop talking? Yeah, for 12 hours. Good luck. 21st of September. <gasps> Wait, you actually just don't talk? Yeah, Nick's really excited. <laughs> He's so excited. Your brother would be really excited too. Yeah, everyone's really excited. Wait, I thought I had more this year or that year that I added. Yeah, save them, Bim. Save them for next time. Okay, well. And you guys, please keep submitting them. Because they're such, they're so funny and we're so judgy. Yeah, we're we like, are. everyone, this yay, they, any yay is fine. And then but we're if it like, you no. But if it makes you happy. <laughs> and I'm like, who does that? No. Disgusting. So judgy. Anyway. Okay, well. But this is a safe space. Well, we hope to be on time next time. Yeah. It was our New Year's go. Oh, seize events. <gasps> oh, my God. Okay, so what? <laughs> Yes. We suck. We this is what happens when you have no agenda. <laughs> we are also working on our next events. As you guys know, we were going to – we had two interstate, so we kind of did our Melbourne and Sydney, and then we had two interstate events planned in Adelaide and Brisbane, and then things just kind of got crazy. So we will do those and we are working on them, but we also have another Melbourne one coming up, which is really exciting which I also think we shouldn't announce until we've got the detail, like the date locked in. Yeah, but yeah, it's, but it's a really fun one. <gasps> wow, Jinx. Jinx, Jinx. Jinx. Can't jinx under roofs. What? You obviously were not impressed with primary school in year five. Okay, also for the next this year or that year, can you jinx under a roof or not? Yes. yes you can. No, you can't. Yes, you can't you jinx. Can. That's how it goes. Jinx, personal jinx, can't jinx under roofs. No, it doesn't. Oh, my but God. But there is something about buying someone a Coke. There is not. There is. Okay, this definitely year, is. There, okay, guys, no. follow up for next <laughs> episode. Yeah, it's Coke. like you have to buy someone a Coke or something. Am I remembering that right? Like you get out of the jinx if you buy them a Coke. No, that's, I've never heard of that in my life. Well, you obviously didn't go to my primary school. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? <laughs> okay, I'm cutting us off. Oh, my God, we're delirious. Thank you guys so much for your patience, for your love, for all the beautiful messages of support in the neighborhood for little Paul. And we will be back next week with a guest episode and then back with this yay or that yay next time. Bye-bye.